This week, in this message, for the rest of this message, I really want to focus in on the spring-summer. Next week in this series, we'll hit the fall-winter. But I want to, I want to, I want to, on the, on the major chords, right, that, that we just listened to. Um, we, we, just, we just experienced joy to the world, right? The band just sang this song, Joy to the World. And the key theme of this song is joy, no doubt, right? I mean, there's a lot of major words in there, but the, the joy that should come, joy to the world, should come with Jesus was the main theme of that song. And the spring and summer seasons of our lives are often filled with the most joyous moments, the most joyous uh, uh, emotions, and the fondest memories. Usually spring, summer. I mean, you think about, you know, we, we, we've vacationed a lot over the years, over the last 29 years. We vacationed, took our kids in places. Birthday parties in the summer, you know, I mentioned pool parties. You know, you think about fond memories. A lot of times they're attached to spring and summer. We, we, uh, we got early on, I don't know how long we had been married, but uh, Angela's dad for Christmas gave us a, one of those Super 8 video cameras. Come on, how many of y'all remember the Super 8s, right? Super 8s, yeah, they were compact. Because before that, my mom and dad had the, the Super Duper 8s. I don't know what they were called. They had the VHS, VHS tape in them. They were like this big, looked like the TV cameraman, right, on vacation. <laughs> but... But now you got this super subcompact, you know, it's a little small cassette tape. And we have still, we've got um, a Tupperware <clears throat> uh, bucket full of Super 8, ta- super eight tapes of uh, every Christmas when my kids were growing up, of every birthday party. And we, we, we kind of like over the top on some of this stuff. And I'm going to give credit. Uh, if it was blame, I'd take it. But I'm going to give credit to my wife because she's very creative. Birthday parties, I mean, birthday parties were like scavenger hunts, or they were princess parties. They were themed out all the time, themed out, dress up, I mean, all that Civil War, every, every little, we had all kinds um, of birthday parties. They're all on the, on the Super 8 tapes. They're all on Super 8 tapes. Every vacation, Mariah, watch this, say hey to the camera. <laughs> she knows, she knows. I'm talking... Say goodnight to the camera every night at vacation. I mean, it's like pathetic. But nonetheless, captured on Super 8 tapes, and I got them until they go bad, right? Um, but all those joyous times, uh, weddings, graduations, holidays, we do like to remember joyous times. We really do. We like to remember joyous times. And we, we, we like to forget the tougher times. We really do. Sometimes it's hard, but we, we like to forget the tough times. Nobody, nobody likes to hold on to the tough times. Sometimes it's hard not to, but we like the joyous times the most. And often our joy is attached to the good memories in life, to the spring-summer seasons of our lives. We actually call those the good old days, <laughs> right? The good old days. Man, I remember the good old days. Now we're talking about the spring-summer times of our lives. Um, Sadly, for many, the joy that we're talking about is uh, only tied to our past. And we don't bring it forward with us. We don't experience joy today. We don't experience joy in life today. And if we got to talking about joy in a conversation, you, you would probably refer back to a time in your life when things were more in the spring summer and that would be a good indication maybe you're in a fall winter season of life which we are going to talk more about next week i would say this 
that oftentimes because we don't experience joy in the now, and even talking about it today, I might be stirring up something in you that would, would, would cause you to actually start seeking some joy. And, and we seek joy, and we oftentimes seek joy in, in the wrong places. We look for joy in the wrong places. Maybe it's because we don't quite understand joy. Maybe it's because it's the way we've always done it. And there's a difference between a joy of the world and joy to the world. And oftentimes people find themselves journeying down this, this discovery season of life, looking for joy in all the wrong places. So I want to talk a little bit about joy of the world and joy to the world. Two different things you'll see as we delve into this. The joy of the world, not joy to the world, but the joy of the world is often rooted in vanity. Scripture talks about this, how things in our lives often bring vanity. The word vanity itself is defined as expressive pride or excessive pride in one's appearance or accomplishments. So we care a lot about the way we look and we care a lot about the things we do. And oftentimes, and you, you might see this in your life, I can definitely see it in seasons of my life. Most people can if we're willing to admit it. But oftentimes the joy that I would talk about, man, we're talking about joyous times, is attached to a season when I felt like I either looked good or a season when I was doing something that was exciting, or I think you would think is exciting, right? A time in my life where I was on top, right? No, we don't want to talk about the times in our lives where we're on the bottom. It's the times in our life, you know, Arnie, you and I might be talking, you'd be like, man, I remember when I played football, you know, and, and you talk about football days, you know, because those were your top days, you know, not that you're not on top now. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pointing things out, no. But you get, you get my point there. It, it's, it's those things, you know, and and, uh, it, it, and, and, you know, as ladies, as ladies, now I'm, I'm treading on thin ice, right? Right here I go, but I'm fixing to fall off the stage. But ladies, oftentimes you, you want to talk about when you were thinner. Should I not have gone there? Should I just left that alone? <laughs> but y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Can we take a selfie? No, no. Can we go back three years when I was thinner? It's, there's something. Well, my point. Yeah, move on. I know. Move on. But it's something about. We want it, our joy's attached to when we've, it's vanity, y'all. When we looked better or we felt like we looked better. Or we were on top of the world in a season of life. Oftentimes in this vanity idea, the joy of the world, with the joy that the world would offer us, the joy of the world is founded in the ideals of look what I have or look what I've done. Look what I have, my stuff, you know, you get a new outfit, and you know there is some. There is. It's okay. We're not. I'm not trying to beat you up here, but you get some of you bought you brand new outfit. You wore it today, and here I am, Pastor Mike, going to beat you up. But you get a new outfit, and you want people to see it. You know, and look what I got. Look at my new outfit. Y'all like my outfit? Y'all like what? Look at my shoes. My new shoes. You like my new shoes? Some of you looking. I've had these shoes for six years. But we like people to notice that because we're, we're attaching joy to it, and the world says vanity says that you are going to be joyous if you look good, smell good, or even if you feel good. But do something good, it's even better. Then people will pat you on the back, and they'll acknowledge you, and you'll get this praise, and that's where joy comes from. That's where joy comes from. Vanity is, and this joy of the world is very, it's a very materialistic way of life. Because it's all about our stuff. It's about stuff we have. 
And I will tell you, this sermon probably wouldn't fit in, in other parts of the world where, where they're not as prosperous as we are. Do y'all, y'all do realize that we are, in this room, richer than most people in the world? Now, if you compare, oh yeah, if you compare yourself to someone in this room, you might not feel rich, right? But if you took yourself and you, you, you traveled to Honduras or Nicaragua, some of you, you know what I'm talking about. And they're living in poverty where they get paid $2 a month. Now, now what you make ain't so bad, right? But it's all about stuff in this nation. It's, it's, it really is. And so this message is very, because the world is offering you all the material things that it hopes you will attach to and find joy from. And what that leads to, and this, and this is true vanity, what that leads to is where it's where you say, I can obtain my own joy because I'm the source of that joy. Because it's what I do or what I look like, what I accomplish that brings that joy. And so we fall into this pattern of seeking joy, almost, almost crazy, isn't it, from ourself and what we can do. And that's the joy of the world. I would say this, just as a, a final point on this, that vanity is not just something that rich people struggle with. Because it might be a temptation to think, oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't have vanity because I don't have nothing crazy thing is everyone struggles with this vanity thing because the love of money is something that everybody struggles with even in ecclesiastes 5 10 it says he who loves money will not be satisfied with money mm. this is a kick in the knee right here this scripture he who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves wealth with his income this also is vanity the love of money or the love of wealth is expressed in a variety of ways. Coveting money, saying, I want that. That's coveting. I want that. Y'all do it all day long on Amazon. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all got the Amazon Prime, don't you? You can literally covet and have it the next day. It's crazy, but that's coveting. Envy, envy. Envy says, I don't have it, but I'm mad at you for having it. And then there's jealousy. This is mine, and I'm scared you're going to take it. Jealousy. And then there's greed. I'm not sharing what I got with anybody. And I want more. All of these are expressions of the love of money. And, and some of you know, First Timothy tells us in chapter 6, it says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So the love of money goes way beyond just loving money. That's what the world has to offer. The world we live in offers us fabricated fake joy based on the way we look the way we feel or the things we have or the things we accomplish and it's a fake joy that doesn't last it's kind of like sugar when you eat candy and cookies look at y'all i didn't even eat a cookie because i knew i was going to preach this and y'all eat all them cookies all that sugar. Some of you got two or three cookies. And some of you still got a cookie in your lap right now. <laughs> but no, you know, you get me. It's like sugar. It's like eating sugar. It's like a sugar high. Woohoo! Boom. We, we took the grandbabies to, uh, we had soccer all day yesterday. Took the grandbabies to Krispy Kreme. We do this a couple times a year. She wants me to clarify, we did not. I did. I took them. 
She happened to be in the car. I took the grandbabies to Krispy Kreme because that's our thing. A couple times a year, we do this very naughty thing where we go to Krispy Kreme. And I let each one, the twin girls, I let each one pick out six different donuts. So now we got 12 different donuts in the box. And then we sit down and all of us, if you don't like cooties, you don't like this, but all of us take a bite of all the donuts. And so we did that yesterday and and the girls, the, the twins, they, well, the girls couldn't stop at one bite of each donut, so they ended up two or three bites of each donut. So you, we had scraps left over that we brought home for Mama. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> they didn't know it. They couldn't go to sleep because they were so jacked up on sugar. But they were so tired because we'd been in the sun all day at soccer. And uh, they were struggling back there. They finally fell asleep, but it wasn't restful sleep. You know how sugar is in our bodies. It's just, it just hits us, and then it goes away. It's not like eating something that sticks to the ribs, some fibrous foods. You know, it's, it's totally different. And that's the kind of joy the world offers to us. And it's addictive. And we go after it and we taste it and, oh my goodness, this is good. And so we go after it again and again and again and we find ourselves in this, in this addictive relationship with the joy of the world. And yet it's not a lasting joy like the joy to the world. Or another way to say it's the joy of the Lord. But the joy to the world that we just sing about is found in our salvation. Ligonier uh, Theological Institute said this, the key to the Christian's joy is its source, right? The source of joy, which is the Lord. If Christ is in me and I am him, the relationship, that relationship is not a sometimes experience. The Christian is always in the Lord and the Lord is always in the Christian and that is always a reason for joy. Wow. It's in that relationship that we have with Jesus Christ that becomes our choice, choice our secret choice <laughs> of joy. A permanent source of joy, a reliable source of joy, a healthy source of joy. And we as believers are to rejoice because Christ came with his salvation. 2,000 years ago, as God had planned from the foundations of the world, Jesus Christ showed up with his salvation to save sinners like us. And it's, it's that very gift of salvation that as we receive it and we receive Christ, we, we become in him and he's in us. It's a, it's a very close and intimate relationship. Get this. It's not a relationship with the church, although that is a byproduct but it doesn't start there well i grew up in church i've been in church all my life sometimes i'll ask people tell me about your salvation experience well yeah when i was a kid i started going to church and just been in church all my life and i'm waiting for the punchline i'm waiting for them to say and then god saved me he transformed me he regenerated me y'all know he regenerates us he changes us we're not the same we're now a new creation in christ jesus when we have this experience with christ and it never happens because their experience was just going to church and I, I, let me say this i'm going to have to qualify it but i'm telling you this i'm serious about this going to church can be just as much a sugar high as anything else in the world it'll make you feel good it'll make you look good to the public but it ain't a relationship with jesus christ and it has no permanent lasting joy that's why there are people not in this room that used to be in this room 
because they came to church and they didn't get it. And I don't blame them. They just didn't get it. They were seeking something and they, they, they found the substitute going to church. It looked good on their resume. It felt good to them. Hey, I went to church this week. Some people, I'm going to say it, even read the Bible. Now, I don't know that you can read the Bible every day and not be transformed. I believe that the Bible has transforming power. But I believe some people do it, I'll say religiously, but in a methodological, skip that, in a way that causes them to get a high, get a high from it, like, you know what I'm saying, like a joy. But it's not lasting because it's not founded in our salvation a joy that lasts is founded in our salvation experience with jesus christ when you are born again the savior of the world comes and lives inside of you by his spirit the same spirit that raised christ from the dead dwells in you get that where's the same spirit that raised christ from the dead today in us connected interwoven with us and we are in christ we're covered in his righteousness we're covered in his righteousness the eternal god that created you the eternal god that has wrath against you because of your sin is appeased and i'm talking about god now y'all didn't know that about god y'all need to know that about god he has an eternal love on one side of the scale and eternal wrath on the other side of the scale and it balances out without wrath there is no love without love there's no wrath and because of his wrath we as sinners are going to be judged one day and condemned for our sin unless there's appeasement for that wrath and the appeasement from that for that wrath is jesus christ and the work on the cross and so when we're born again the same spirit that raised christ from the dead comes and dwells in us and the cross of jesus christ covers our sin and we're no longer condemned by the wrath of god let me tell you that's something to be grateful for that's something to rejoice about i'm not just saved okay i'm saved well i'm saved you saved we're saved we're saved hey you saved i'm saved we're saved ain't it great to be saved oh i'm saved okay saved yeah no, it's so much more than that. Did, did, it, did that make sense, what I just did? Because sometimes we take it like that, just like, okay, let me put that in my pocket. I'm saved. No! Jesus Christ died on a cross and said, you can have this free gift of salvation that saves you from eternal punishment and damnation from the wrathful God who, who is fully loved, fully wrath. It, that, I'm like, what? I'm free. I'm free from condemnation. I'm free from the shame and guilt that's attached to sin. I'm free from all the, the exterior, all the evil things that I was born with as a sinner. I'm free from all of that. Jesus set me free. And now he leads me and guides me by his spirit who lives in me to a place that's far different from this place. And I am a son of God join heirs with jesus christ that's you too right that's where when we sing joy to the world not joy of the world but joy to the world that's our permanent lasting source of joy i mentioned a place that's far different revelation it's not on the screen but revelation 21 says 
He will wipe away. This is a place. This is where God is leading you to. His spirit in you, if you're born again, is leading you to this place where it says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. That's where another writer said, death, where is your sting? It has no power anymore because Jesus takes care of it. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. The song that we just sang, it says joy to the world. Jesus Christ is reaching out and he's saying, I have joy for you. It's different joy. It's better joy. It's lasting joy. I have joy for you. I love you, and I want you to have my joy. He's reaching out to us, and he's saying that joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. There's action in this. There's responsibility in this where we receive this free gift of salvation. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Let every heart prepare him room. I, I, I will say this, and there was a time in my life where I was so enjoying, so addicted to the sugar high, the joy of the world, that I didn't have any room in my heart for the joy to the world. And it was a decision that each one of us made that are born again that said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to serve the world anymore. I'm not going to live for that anymore. I'm going to live for the king. I'm going to live for the one who set me free. I'm going to live for the one who loves me, who gives me lasting joy. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him. And you rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Jesus Christ living in you Jesus Christ living in you fills you with a joy inexpressible and full of glory Evan would you come on up a joy inexpressible and full of glory in life we find solace or contentment in a lot of different places This is what I know. Everybody is struggling with something, wrestling with something. You know, we prayed earlier, but some, some are struggling in their relationships, maybe a marriage or a family issue. It's, it's, it's tension in your life. Somebody's struggling with finances. Somebody's struggling with health issues and emotional issues. We, we all are struggling with something. Somebody said, somebody did. Oh, it's just crazy all the different drama and things of life. Everybody's struggling with something and, and we're looking for relief. We're looking for relief from that struggle. Release from that tension. Just give me a break, right? I could just catch a break. And the easy way out is to, to run to the world and run to the things of the world and run to the joy, the temporary joy that the world offers and all the things that come with that we talked about. The easy way out is to run to those things. But here, 
Peter says that that joy that, that we're really seeking, that, that, that rest that we're really looking for, is found in our salvation. It's found in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And I don't know where you are in all that, but today is a day where God's reminding you that He loves you and He has a joy for you. A joy that does change everything. The joy that does, it takes our focus off of us and it relocates it on Him. The Savior. The Master. The King. The Lover of our soul. It takes our focus off of our stuff, our issues, puts it on Him. We place our affection on Him. And we find contentment in Christ. We find contentment in Christ. Expressing gratitude for all that He's done for us. And we tell others about that joy that we have found. So whether you're in a good season of life or in a tough season, whether you're in a spring, summer, or a fall, winter, which we'll get into more next week, but your remedy is to rejoice in the salvation of the Lord and let the joy of the Lord and this is a scripture that sometimes we don't understand let the joy of the Lord be your strength let the joy of the Lord be your strength I can't do this y'all I can't do this my life's too hard I can't handle this anymore you don't understand all those things all those thoughts Jesus is saying, I understand. Jesus is saying, I've got something for you. It's better than anything the world can offer. A joy that's inexpressible and full of glory. A joy that changes everything. Can I pray for you? Father, I pray for those in here today that are specifically struggling like we just talked about that you would bring them into this joy. Joy that you promised us. Joy that you said we would experience as we experience you. Father, I pray that, that, that those of us that are holding tightly to the things of the world, our reputation or, or the stuff we have or stuff we want going into this Christmas season God and our eyes are set on things that we think will help God I pray that you would open our eyes to see past that and to see God Jesus and to see the hope that you offer us to see the joy that only comes from you and Father that would become a reality for us Come on, if you're here today and you know, I, I don't know where you're at in your walk with God. Maybe you've never gotten saved. You've never said yes to Jesus. Or maybe maybe you're here today and you, you did get saved. But, but then that was a long time ago and a lot's happened since and you, you feel far from God today. Or you just, you just may feel far from God today. I want to pray a prayer. And 
it's just a simple prayer but i want to invite you to pray this prayer to your god to god to jesus today make it your own just say something like this say father in heaven would you help me out folks father in heaven please forgive me for my sins i turn from them today and i ask you to save me come live inside of me give me that joy that only you can give tell him this i receive all of you today jesus and i give you all of me in jesus name amen amen real quick just look this way the bible says that god is faithful to forgive our sins and we come to him and we say god here's my sin the bible says god is faithful to give our sins. It says this, it says he separates them as far as the east is from the west from himself never to bring them back up again, never to accuse you again of that sin that you've been forgiven of. So if you prayed that prayer today, if you prayed that prayer from your heart today, I can confidently say this, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven and now God the Father himself is saying, come on, grab my hand, grab my hand and let me show you how to live this new adventure. By my spirit, I will lead you in a way that leads to joy that only God can give. And you just hold on to his hand. And he'll attach you to some people. And, and we love to connect. We love, we love, we need one another. Look, we're in this journey together. Don't think I'm like this superstar. I'm in the journey. I'm holding on to the Father's hand just like you. We need each other. But not before God. We need Jesus first. And He will speak to your heart and He will give you a joy that will help you to overcome in every situation, in every temptation, in every trial. Through the spring, summer, as well as the winter, fall. Come on, give it up for those who made decisions to follow Christ today.